Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad and with me is the ever so handsome Mike Hampton. Mike, what's going on? Thank you. I uh, brushed my hair this morning, so. I can tell, yeah. It's all nice and flowing. A little like, uh, like Bo Derek and 10. <laughs> who, uh-huh. who gets that reference, huh? <laughs> Wait, no one, who? <laughs> not even you? No, I do, I do. Um, Mike, how are you doing on this lovely uh, morning or oh, afternoon? Cool. Perfect. Thanks for asking. You know, I had a great night's sleep. Oh, yeah. And we'll we'll talk about that in a second, why you had a great night's sleep. But before that, oh. Halloween is around the corner, and we got to talk about how you can raise hell by drinking Raise Energy by Rep Sports. That's right. Raise Energy has a, a new Halloween limited edition themed drink, and that is the Franken Sour. Now, Franken sour is a flavor mixed between a sour apple and sour watermelon. Uh, it is incredibly yummy, if I can just say that. It's pretty yummy. Uh, it'll give you the energy you need. It has all the clean energy that uh, Raise is known for. And the best part is it is a limited time release. And you can save 25% off that limited time release by using promo code UncleDadTalks10. Uh, and who, Wait, actually... Hold on. Let me correct myself. Lower score or lowercase uncle dad talks. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to, (laughs) I guess I wasn't doing so great. There we go. Well, we had, we've had a lot of uh, codes uh, on this show, so it's easy to get them, you know, conflated. Right. Right. And that's why now it's just always going to be lower, lowercase uncle dad talks. So uh, go save 25% off, go get yourself some uh, Frank Frank and sour and uh, try it out. Uh, It is a very unique flavor and I think you're going to love it. And the, the can is so sick the franken can is amazing so be sure to check that out and after you're done raising hell on halloween uh you got to wind down and to mike's point the reason why he got a great sleep is mike what's it called cloudy that's right trycloudy.com is our newest sponsor and it's an absolute pleasure to use their product because their sleeping product is probably the best sleeping product I've ever used on the market. It is a breathable inhalable uh, i shouldn't say inhalable but a breathable uh like a almost like a vape pin but it's a small white pin that you smoke but you don't inhale it you breathe it in and exhale through your nose and you do it about six seven times and man let me tell you it makes you get the best sleep of your life at least i feel and i think mike would agree i would agree uh, i uh i use the infuse the diffuser i think is what they technically mm-hmm. call it mm-hmm. and then there's a, like a spray a spritz yep. spray, the, spray the bed area yep. clear the energies clear the energies and then there's a, a cream that Ooh, I yes. applied, the cream to several parts of my body. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I felt like I was sleeping on the cloud. Did you use your uh, silk mask? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and the silk mask, um, it keeps the light out as it starts to peer in in the morning. So I can sleep past uh, seven, just a tad. Nice. Which for me is a big deal. Oh, but, I hear um, you. Yeah, I'm all about the cloudy. Oh, awesome, man. So get about the cloudy and go to trycloudy.com and use promo code UncleDadTalks uh, where you can get 25% off anything on that website. So what a deal. And of course, you know, I know we're full of ads, but just three in the beginning, that's it, right? And now the last one, of course, is the ever so wonderful family-owned, American-made Look at 13 tattoo products, tattoo care products. Now, the tattoo care products uh, by Lucky 13 uh, is a tattoo bomb, tattoo aftercare. And the great thing about it is that it rejuvenates your tattoos. Now, Mike, you have not started to use it yet? I used it this morning. 
Okay. Well, after you, did you take a picture beforehand? Yes. Okay. So that picture and then after picture, we're going to post in about two weeks to see the difference. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at uncle dad talks. Um, yeah. And of course you can save 25% off uh, any purchase by using promo code uncle dad talks. And the best part is there's no exclusions, exclusions on that. And you can get support a family owned business and rejuvenate your tattoos. Go to protectyourink.com. Now, <laughs> all that is out of the way, Mike, are you excited to talk about one of our favorite things, fighting? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because we love to fight here, apparently. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's an interesting uh, conversation to have with someone who does because we actually don't. If you didn't realize that, we do not fight. Yes. I know Mike is a very tough sounding boy. But he is not a tough boy. That's right. Uh, Can we talk about a time that we've been in a fight? I could talk about one. Oh, yeah. Tell tell a story. So uh, before we get into our guests, I always think it's good to kind of connect with it. And uh, I've been in a fight uh, a few times. Uh, I'm not going to specify all the fights. But one fight specifically I remember is at a bar. And uh, my friend was being made fun of. And I wasn't okay with that. So I tried to kind of be the voice of reason, but you know, alcohol has a good time inside your body and then you make choices you shouldn't make. Uh, so we got into a little bit of scuffle. Nobody got in trouble, but uh, that was one of the first times I could honestly tell you that I got into, or the only time in my life that I've ever gotten into what you would call a quote unquote bar fight. And to be completely honest with you, it wasn't really even that intense of a fight. I think I threw a punch and they threw a punch and that was it. <laughs> Did the punches land? Uh, yes, but not very well. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, I, I just, I didn't, I liked that what they were saying about my friend. Cause they were saying, uh, unfortunately, um, negative homophobic comics comments. And so I'm not okay with that. So yeah. as we shouldn't be. And, uh, you know, I thought I stood up for him, but uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't as badass as I hoped. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's there's what there's what you think you'll look like in a fight, and then there's what you actually look like in a fight. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Especially with, especially with alcohol, you know, you're not on your game. No, not even. Mike, do you have a story to share? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only time I've ever been in a physical fight was twice, and it was in high school. Nice. And one of them was because. You know, other guys in the group made two of the younger guys fight each other just for fun. <laughs> okay. Which is ridiculous. And the other time was because a guy threw a cheeseburger at me. Somebody threw and, a cheeseburger at you. Yeah, he threw a cheeseburger at me. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that wasn't okay. So I That's ran up to him and grabbed his jacket and pulled it over his head and, and kneed him in the head until uh you know we got pulled apart and, <laughs> and got suspended man that burger must have been so good <laughs> yeah i think it was extra cheesy <laughs> i bet but, i bet i bet well, that's it yeah that's all uh, i got well our stories may sound depressing but the next person on the show will definitely not be the case uh one of the great things, uh, which I want to shout out by the way, another woman on the show. Let's let's uh, let's point that out. Whoop whoop. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, we are going to have bare knuckle fighting championships. Uh, the sweetheart of the uh, 
of the championship league, if you will, or I don't know if to call it league, but fighting championship, um, Charissa Saigala. Um, I'm very excited to have her on. Uh, if you don't know what bare knuckle fight club is, or I'm sorry, bare knuckle fighting championship is, uh, let me kind of clarify or talk about that real quick. Basically it is a UFC like league, right? But they use literally just their bare knuckles, which if you ask me, it's pretty badass. And if you, if you remember correctly, we actually had, uh, Max Payne Griffin on the show and he had talked about it. And he was like, I, nah, I, I don't even want to do that <laughs> because let's be honest. It probably takes a whole lot to professionally fight in general. And now you're professional, professionally fighting with no gloves on. So Mike, let's, start, let's dig into that real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, you know, if you're doing that, you're probably not, your second job isn't going to be hand model, right? <laughs> no, I definitely don't think so. Cause you yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you've punched things before in general and it just, it messes your hands up. And it's like, you're fighting for a professional living and it's like, Jesus Christ, like you're like the cauliflower ear. You're right. Imagine that with them with like your, with your bare knuckles, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, but there's also like a rawness to it that I think is probably what draws people to do it. You know, it's just, it's very primitive, you know, and I don't know, maybe that's part of the appeal for people to, to do it and to watch it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think what's interesting about the bare knuckle fighting championship is that they have a big thing with theatrics where UFC two fighters kind of go in the ring and they fight and that's it. But with bare knuckle, they kind of make it a whole, um, almost like a, not the same thing. So I don't want to hear any hate mail, but very similar to wrestling where sometimes they'll have like a whole storyline going on and they'll have like a whole, um set up before the big fight and then when the fight happens it's like a huge deal and everybody just so in the character like for example the upcoming fight is going to be featuring gonna so this week this friday we have bare knuckle fighting championship fight night uh and the headline fight is between a guy named rickles versus lane but their taglines are the caveman and let me bang <laughs> so a whole different vibe than UFC and literally the caveman is wearing a caveman outfit just so we know just so you guys know that it's not a joke <laughs> like as he walks to the stage or as he's actually fighting he's a caveman as he walks to the stage okay yeah right. and he has like a club and everything <laughs> oh, yeah that's fun so it's a definitely a different experience and we'll definitely dive into that with um our guest today but I just wanted to kind of talk about fighting really quickly and talk about I think fighting is probably one of the oldest sports I think we've probably had in American history or history in general. And it's gone such a long way. And I think if you're going to fight and fight professionally, I think that's, you know, okay. Cause you're doing it in a controlled environment, but you know, always fight for the right reasons, right? Don't fight for things you shouldn't fight for. Right. Does that make sense? That's right. Peace um, and love, peace, peace and love, peace and love, peace and love all day. So we're gonna talk. So two brothers about peace and love are gonna fight and talk about fighting with a professional bare knuckle fighting championship, uh, the sweetheart of bare knuckle fighting championship, Charissa Saigala. We'll be right back after this. Hey, how's it going? My name is Tion Buku One. I'm a skateboarding, graffiti writing, bowling son of a Black Panther. And I'm Yula. <laughs> and we are the co-hosts of the Black Russian Podcast. Our podcast is a deep dive into relationships from monogamy, non-monogamy, open, poly, and whatever other labels that us wacky humans come up with. Let's go beyond the assumptions 
beyond the stigmas, stereotypes, and most definitely beyond the judgment. We share our highs, lows, face plans, and triumphs of trying to love in ways that fit us individually while we continue our journey through life together. With topics like yuck and yums, poly trendy, how does it really feel, and tour life, tour wife, we discuss how to build and define relationships that are tailor-made for you. Let's talk about it. Let's be honest. All from a soulful perspective. Now let's be clear, (laughs) we don't advocate any one relationship style over the other. We advocate any and all relationships that encourage truth, honesty, and the freedom to do it how you do it. Deconstruct, decolonize, and rebuild in your own way with a Black Russian podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, we are back um, with um, the sweetheart of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, uh, Charissa Saigala. Now, f- correct me, am I saying your name correctly? Almost. <laughs> it's, okay. It's Charissa Saigala. Okay. Mike, Mike actually had that right then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I should have done the intro. Yeah, you should. We could do it again. That's fine. No. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just. I'm just. Majority do not get it right, so it's all good. Okay, okay. Uh, I just uh, you just get so I just get so nervous talking to you. You know, <laughs> I'm afraid you're gonna beat me up. <laughs> Can't be together, together. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> um, so, for those who don't know, uh, you are part of the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, and before that, if I understand correctly, you were for the Gladiator Series, correct? So yeah, I did MMA. I fought. Um, that gladiator challenge and then i also fought um, my last few ones were with combate americas they're combate global now um so okay. i was fighting on their stage okay okay um and so currently your record is four and two correct in mma yes yes okay and then um hopefully it'll be five and two come this friday yeah well with this one so bare knuckle doesn't count towards your mma record it's oh really separate yeah so and it's not even counted like towards your boxing record either it's in its own category almost like exhibition matches so i don't know if that'll eventually ever change as the sport grows but it's just it's their record with bkfc sort of thing you have a box rec though but it it doesn't show you're still like an o and o in box in boxing oh that's interesting that's interesting i didn't realize that certain uh i guess I don't know what you would call these uh, sports, I guess, uh, separated. It's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I apologize then. <laughs> well, regardless, I hope you win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so do I. <laughs> That's, <laughs> well, what we'll I dive into... That's what yes. I trained for. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And we'll dive into that more later uh, later on the show. But uh, yeah, so let's, if we can just talk about currently, really, where does the uh, the fighting journey begin, right? There's always a fighting journey, right? So where does that start off at? Yeah, so when I started fighting, um, I actually have wanted to do it for a long time. Um, but, you know, my, I'm older than most of these girls that fight in um, both MMA and BKFC. So when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of avenues and it wasn't the best, I guess, atmosphere in the gyms for girls to be in there. It was a lot harder to prove yourself. So once I got more comfortable in um, jujitsu, I waited. Um, because I almost feel like you need to sort of sit with something and really like try to like um, not 
you want to not perfect it, but you want to get something and you want to be a, a little bit more um, stable in that one actual sport before getting into something else. It's a lot harder to learn everything at once. So I started with jujitsu because where I started, um, it was a little more family friendly atmosphere um, and they really took their time and um, they do sports jujitsu, but they also do like teach people who want to go and compete. They teach you as well. So I felt like that atmosphere was the best for me to learn at. And once I got to be about a purple belt, that's when I started my MMA journey. And I was watching a lot of UFC and I was like, I really want to get in there and, and punch somebody. <laughs> So once I started saw that, I, I was like, I got to do this. I got to watch. Because that was back when, like, GSP was big. Um, I think one of the last fights I saw was, like, Robbie Lawler and Carlos Condit. Oh, I love nice. every time Robbie's. I, I love that type of, like, brawler status. Because Robbie Lawler, every time he fights, it's almost like one of those fights. You're going to see blood. You're going to see somebody's mm -hmm. nose. Something's going to be messed up. Um, and that's sort of how I think I like to fight, too. So it was, it, I did enjoy watching when he, when he fights um so seeing that it just gave me even more fuel to like hey go find a gym go find somewhere I knew a couple girls who did MMA um and they told me in my area like the best gyms to go to so that's where I went wow that's so, incredible yeah, so yep. you chose jujitsu because it was the environment was welcoming for you um yeah so I'm I'm um 37 um I mean, that's out there. I don't really care if anybody knows my age. But um, when I was in my 20s, if you went to an MMA gym, it's, it's all guys. And it wasn't as um, almost like if you ever hear Kat Zingano talk about her wrestling thing, you really have to prove yourself. Like they're going to really try to make to see if, you know, you belong there. Because there's not a lot of people, a lot of girls that were fighting at that time. You had people like, I think Ronda Rousey was just, starting her career around that time when I was in my 30s I think she um was like younger age like maybe 18 I can't remember um so she, uh sorry she was even younger than that she was um barely in judo but when I wanted to start MMA is I think when she was starting I was like in my 30s and that's when girls were really starting to take over you had more of the Misha Tates because when I was in my 20s it was just Gina Carano and you had Chris Cyborg so you didn't have as many girls in the gym or wanting to do it, but I've always been a tomboy. I like climbing trees. I, I, I would do everything that the boys, most of my friends were guys growing up. So I always did a little bit more risk, riskier things that most girls want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and when you get into a fight, like a, the professional fight, do you stay within your jujitsu moves or do you like kind of just, mix them up with just whatever comes to get you through that moment so in mma i really want like my your my coaches would have preferred that i stayed in that jujitsu background and really try to take it to the ground but i've always been one that's like i want now i want to go out there and i sort of want to explore everything and do a little bit of everything and i don't want to be like that one trick pony i want i wanted to stand um and i think that's why bare knuckles to me, getting into this sport has been right up my alley because I like the brawl. I like I like to do everything. So I was more like, let's start from standing and see where it goes. If it ends on the ground, I'm going to try to use my jujitsu. If not, I'm going to stand. I'm going to try to throw um, and use what I've learned so far. Yeah, I think what's fascinating about um, 
uh, bare knuckles that it's so focused obviously on the brawling aspect of things but it's so uh intricate at the same time right like it's so it can be just the one-on-one fight for sure but then there's so many of these small intricacies that play into the fight and i find that just fascinating watching that as well and i think that you see that in you as well and as it's growing you see even more um you know different angles to like how people are coming into the sport because um you know we've ha- seen a lot of professional boxers go in there and not do well at all and then you're starting to see people utilize the boxing correctly because they're most of the people that are doing it right are used to the mma background um because we do the clinch work and we get in the pockets and we're used to fighting in the pocket and not having the gloves to protect you or not having the um because in boxing they have the rest stop you if you're yeah. clinching not in not in bare knuckles at least for bkfc um because there's different bare knuckle boxing but bkfc rule set you stay there and you keep throwing and if you aren't having anything happen they will break you apart but they want it to keep going that's see and i think that's why i have so much respect for the bare knuckle fighters uh for the bkfc because it's so it is pretty raw like it's pretty just like you kind of go to town and you kind of only one leaves, right? Like in some respects, yeah. like, and it's so intense. And uh, I think uh, we should sign Mike up for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how they, how they score. Like the biggest thing is to bond aggression and damage. So if you're the most aggressive doing the most damage, usually that's the person who's going to win. Okay. So there you go, Mike. Now you know what you need to make it big. <laughs> I just need to be more aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you, I was just doing a little research on you before the show, and um, I see you, you grew up in what, Rancho Cucamonga, am I saying that right, right? So that's, that's where I live currently, I actually grew up in uh, Apple Valley. Oh, really? Yeah, I grew up in Apple mm. Valley, in the high desert, on your way to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know like Apple Valley, awesome. out there, <laughs> but yeah, so I, it, I thought I was like 10. Is that kind of what maybe got you into like I guess being a tomboy or maybe I don't know I guess maybe you were fighting when you were young too with your with your guy friends just I don't know wrestling there's nothing to do out there so I think I have so I have three siblings um I have a half brother and then two sisters and like we naturally fight all the time and we were all pretty close in age um but I just I think I was always more just personality wise I wanted I'm out like to be outside and doing something and I like the physical aspect of fighting. Um, when I was in high school, I really wanted to join the wrestling team. But, you know, much like other people um, my age, it just, there wasn't that many girls around. Now, because my daughter went to the same school that I went to um, for high school. And she actually had a whole girls wrestling team there, although she didn't want to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish that was around when I was uh, so I think for me, when I got out of high school, I just found that route. It's just, I think I've always just preferred to physically be active and doing something and not so much like just running. I wanted something that you physically had to use strength for. And I think I've always been the type of person that's like, um, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I have to do girl things. Like I, I want to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to be my own self. And I think that's just what I always sort of gravitated to whatever felt right to me that's what I wanted wanted to yeah it, it's amazing how far it because I'm just a, I'm just a hair older than you um <laughs> but 
it's amazing just how, the like, hair, just the hair. <laughs> <laughs> no. um it's amazing how in in like our generation of time so much has changed right from yeah. what girls were allowed to do or were expected to be like and mm -hmm. into what it's like now so I, I understand where you're coming from with that and and i'm glad that you're like even back then you were just doing what you were doing because yeah. that's what you wanted to do you know screw them yeah and believe me you always had people saying things i'm like i don't care i was always the type i don't care what anybody thinks i'm like i i was like what is it what are they gonna mean in a year from now they're like nobody especially in high school like i was like who who are they like in a year we're not even gonna see anybody i don't know anybody that's graduated high school and really talked to most people i talked to then so I think I always had that outlook too. I'm like, I'm just going to do whatever feels right for me because I'm the one that has to deal with the consequences in 10 years. That's right. Absolutely. I think also what's fascinating too about like the world of women in fighting is that I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but what I see in uh, BKFC is that they have a very strong woman presence. And I think that is incredible. And it's also like very much a big factor in like, wow, like, you know, not only are these women fighting, but they're fighting, you know, with no glove, really. So it's like, it's just, it's, uh, it's just exciting to see that we're making these, these, uh, these huge prog progressions in like fighting, right? Like, yeah, we have it in UFC, but I think BKFC, in my opinion, would be way more fun to watch if it was all women. I mean, not even like on a, on like a weird level, but just on a straightforward, like fighting, yeah. right? Cause that's so impressive. Women fighting is so impressive to me because I don't want to fight in general. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think common thing that I hear so even for me when I watch UFC especially now I usually want to watch either lighter weight men or mm -hmm. I want to watch women and the reason why is because just you know physically like they're going to be a little more springy they're going to they're going to go and girls just go at it and so even like watching BKFC if um because you know, being in BKFC, I follow a lot of groups on Facebook and stuff that are about bare knuckle. And anytime you see that there's no girls, you see so many comments like, where's the girl sites? Where's the girl sites? And it's not for BKFC not trying, just things happen and people back out. Because I also sure. see the comments about girls that are supposed to fight and their opponent pulls out. Um, you know, BKFC waits a while to, to put up the cards. So, you know, yes. I'm sure they were trying, but things just happen and I do think they know their audience they know who's watching because the majority of their audience is going to be a younger male um so they know that's what they're going to want to watch for the most part because I think the younger generation has the mindset like a girl can do what guys can do you know it's oh, yeah. more like the me too movement is me too movement whatever I'm not into that stuff but I think they grew up with that so I feel like they're they're a little um not as sensitive to the fact that like, oh, I don't want to see a girl like punch another girl in their face. They're like, no, this is fighting. I just want to see fighting. <laughs> totally. And I think that's, it's such a big part of that because when you see them fight, like it's so, it's so fun. Like it's so intense. Yeah. It's so, you know, your fights are fun to watch. Um, next to you, my, my next big favorite fighter in the BKFC is uh, Jenny Savage. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's just as a, a fun competitor, I feel. And it's like, you know, you yeah. see that excitement in that world and you don't really, see, I think with men, you see the aspect of like, Oh, it's like let me let me prove my dominance. Or I think with women, it's almost that aspect of like I can prove that I can do this better than a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it is, and it's not even so much a man. It's I'm gonna prove that this is where I belong because people, 
you know, they see, especially the girls that BKFC brings in, they see these girls, they're like, oh, they're just bringing these girls in because of their face and they're going to sell tickets. No, they bring us in because they say it all the time before you fight. Like if, if you fight and if you fight your ass off, like they're going to bring you back. And I think um, one thing that Jenny and I sort of have in common is that like, I don't, you know, I don't give anything attitude. Like I'll go in there and I'm going to throw, you know, even if I get hit, I'm going to keep coming. Um, and I think that's what people like to see. Um, and it's not something that I think we do because we're in the BKFC and we want to, it's just something innately that is in us that we just nat- naturally did. Cause that's what I did every fight that I had, even in MMA. Right. Right. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Yeah. What, what's uh so this bare knuckle sweetheart, how, did you give yourself that name or did, did someone at the BKFC give that to you? Um, so the person that um, got me going in the BKFC um, when they that's the, when they were getting me to go in and I had already agreed, they're like, you need a nickname. And that was like the name that they sort of came up with. They had a couple others. I was like, no, no, no. And it sort of just stuck. They're like, it's, it, and it was because, um, not because of how I am when I'm in the ring, because obviously it's definitely different. <laughs> um, definitely because of uh, my presence outside. Like I'm. I've always been one of those people that are, are a little bit sweeter when you talk to me, um, a little more professional. Just It's just how I come across um, on a day-to-day. But when I get in the ring, man, I'm completely different. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> yes, clearly, you're much, very much a professional and a sweetheart so far on this. What do you think is the, the main difference between fighting MMA and fighting bare knuckle like is it the prep or is it just strictly the fact that it's your bare knuckles getting ripped apart you know my hands never have got ripped up um the biggest thing you see in bare knuckles you get swollen I think it's more the fact that you're starting three feet away from your opponent versus you having a little bit more time to like figure out what they're trying to do and sort of figure out and read and your opponent this is like get in there and go and you sort of have to make those Split second, split second decisions, like right when you're in there, versus in MMA you have a little bit more time. Because we do have we in MMA it was three five minute rounds. Um, I never had a because the championship fights are usually five five minute rounds. Um, but in BKFC it's five two minute rounds. Um, there is a sudden death if um, scorecards are like tied. They and they've only had this happen ever once um, with, uh, I forget which gentleman it was, but um, they'll do a six, two minute round as like that um, sudden death who who wins that round is the winner of the fight. So I feel like you have those shorter bursts of energy that you have to do and you have a shorter amount of time to prove that you're the winner. So I just feel like it's a faster pace and you have to keep up that faster pace. So the training is going to be geared more towards that faster pace and you can't lean on someone like you do which is again why I think boxers sort of have a harder time unless they've done MMA um, getting used to in uh, in bare knuckles in MMA you're you're used to trying to find sort of active recovery where you're still looking like you're active but you're able to take those breaths and you're able to work in the clinches but you're not exerting as much energy which is why I think those people that sort of did both have a better um, understanding of what they need to do in bare knuckle that makes sense so so would you say a lot of your training then is based around endurance oh yeah 
Yeah. Most definitely endurance and then um, like anaerobic stuff. So it's going to be those bursts of energy that you need. Um, you still need your like good cardio. Cause I mean, it, even though um, it's two minute rounds, so that you feel that dump from the um, adrenaline dump coming and that all, you know, relates, it all correlates. So it's, but majority of it's going to be more um, the endurance. Yeah, can I ask you a little bit about like your your training or maybe your gym schedule? Like what how much of your life revolves around how much time you have to spend in the gym or training? Well, weekly? so you're yeah, I mean, you're, so you do the two different gym things. So you're it's about like and like an hour and a half of actual boxing training and then you have your sparring time that's usually separate and that's usually depending on um depending on what you're doing, when you're doing it, if you're in a fight and not in a fight, um, that could be like 30 minutes to an hour long, just depending on how many people, because usually you'll go rounds. Um, how we do it at the boxing gym, there's like no breaks. They just keep throwing people in there and it's like a minute and a half with one person, a minute with the next. So the depending on how many people you're going against, it's, um, it usually can go anywhere from like maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes around there. Um, when you're sparring but you, when you step out you're not done when the next person jumps in you still have a turn with them like because they do sort of like round robin like every person wow. has a, a turn in and then after that person's turn you jump out and then you'll probably be like one of the last ones that um, does that minute and a half or minute with the next person so that's why it's like an hour long and even though it's not your rounds you're still training so that's like that's two and a half, three hours, three and a half hours at the actual boxing gym. And, but then you have your regular workouts. Um, you know, sparring is maybe like twice a week. Um, regular boxing you do every day. Um, for my gym, it's four days a week. Um, and then you have your gym that you go to to do the actual strength workouts. And those are like an hour a day. Um, and then I'll usually do five days, two or three with my trainer. And then the rest is on my own. And you have your running, <laughs> your road work. So, I mean, it, it is, it's, it's a lot of time. It's at I least mean, like good four to six hours a day. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired just hearing it. <laughs> yeah. You have your recovery time in there. So. <laughs> but yes, yeah. it's a lot. I think I did um, a little bit longer with MMA because MMA, again, you have more time where you can spend on the ground. So you also add in jujitsu with bare knuckle. It's more specific towards just more it's not boxing and bare knuckle but boxing is the best foundation so a lot of times um, most people are, are focusing on the boxing and you do have a couple people that will go in um to mma gyms and spar at mma gyms which is what i was doing last time too um at my last few fights this one i decided i'm just gonna stick with the boxing so my mentality is more footwork and everything for boxing and even the people that are coming i think i get a better feel um, from the person that's more the boxing, I think I get a harder spar um, than I do if I'm um, boxing my sparring partners at the MMA gym. Just because they're used to taking people down and just the stance right. is different and sort of how, yeah. So I, uh, for this one, I really wanted just to focus a, a little more technical. So I stayed at the boxing gym. Yeah. And for, um, I, I'm just curious, what is the biggest challenge when it comes to these fights? Like, is it more of like, the head game or is it more of the physical game so the first one 
I did, the more majority of it was like, what am I going to expect? What's going to happen? Like, what's going to happen with my hands? And I think after that one, I was like, okay, I got that. Like, I get it. I know what I'm going to feel like when I'm in there. I know how these punches are going to feel, which everybody's different for me. Like you feel them, but mentally I don't feel them. I just keep going. It's not one of those things that I focus on, but I've heard some people say, oh, they, they hurt worse. Um, I already know that it's almost like the headgear thing. People have said that there's studies that if you wear headgear, you're going to take more punches. If you wear gloves, you're going to take more punches too. So we take less. Um, so I feel like the majority of it is that mental strength. Cause you have to, if you're going to be in there for five rounds, you mentally can't wear down you, you know, no matter what. And I, I think um, for the most part, I had that in me innately. So for me, I, I feel like the biggest thing I just, I focus on is going to be the actual um, foundational boxing because I come from like just a striking background with MMA where it was just sort of go in there and just figure it out. And it wasn't technical aspect. So for me personally, it's the technicality. So when it comes to the mental game, how do you, how do you prepare for that though? How do you kind of mentally prepare yourself? Like as far as like staying focused for five rounds? Um, well, when I was younger, I got into enough trouble. So I, I feel like I already knew how to, and I have kids, so I know how to mentally do things now. <laughs> so I feel like even in MMA, I was sort of doing it before I did my first MMA fight. I did one last um, jujitsu fight because in jujitsu, I feel like I was a little more nervous because in MMA, there wasn't as much to lean on as there was in uh, I mean, in jujitsu, there wasn't as much to lean on as there is in MMA because MMA, you can do boxing you get tired you can hold somebody you know you can do things in jiu-jitsu you can too but if somebody is going in for a choke there's not as much things you can do to get somebody off like I can punch somebody in MMA to get me off so like I already I so badass (laughs) I did like one last jiu-jitsu match to see okay where are my nerves really at and focus on that and once if as I felt really really comfortable so when I jumped into MMA I was like all right just mentally you know that when you get into this position you freak out a little bit more I need to concentrate more on my breathing and just keep going so I feel like you the only way to train it is to put yourself in positions where you're either super tired and you're training or where you're in a bad situation like how people sort of I don't know how many people you know that do jujitsu but they'll talk about this in jujitsu you you let people start with a choke and you have to get out of it and not let them choke you. It's because you're mentally already in that worst case scenario and you sort of have to get yourself out of it. And I think that's the only way you can mentally prepare to be in the worst case scenario in a bear fight. <laughs> so uh, I'm thinking about what you said earlier about spending usually around four to six hours either in the gym or training or running. I spend an hour at the gym total every day, clearly an hour. But <laughs> how how do you have time to do, I mean, like, how do you manage your time? You have kids, you have school, I'm sure you have other interests, right? Like, yeah. uh, how do you, how do you manage your time for all that? Like, that, that sounds crazy. So in California, we have places that, you know, you can go later at night, you can go early in the morning. So um, my gym is 20, my regular, like 
workout gym is 24 hours. Um, I sort of plan everything around uh, my training and I, I still work, um, hopefully not for much longer, but you know, I sort of, I get to make my own schedule. So I sort of have that schedule set. Then I know when my boxing training, when I'm, I can go in. So then I layer the schedule for my school based around that. And then the gym, I can go in whenever. And then like the road work, so the, all the cardio stuff I can do whenever I want to, because it's just one of those things you just go outside and run, you know, you go outside, you do your heel sprints, you do, you do whatever as long, you know, and I know the areas in my area where I can go, where it's, it's okay to go late at night or it's okay to go super early in the morning because there are a lot of people in this area that that go running at five o'clock in the morning you'll see it a lot so um it's sort of like that and my kids are older um I waited till they were a little bit older to start doing this stuff for that reason alone um so they wouldn't miss mom um they still do but they know what I'm doing this for and they know um because for me I just want my kids to see like it doesn't matter how old you are what you do like, if you really want to do something, you can find a way to do it. And I think I show that to them all the time. And much to my oldest daughter's, like, she gets so upset. She's like, I'm not you. Like, whenever I try to bring that up, she's like, I'm not you. I can do whatever I want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'm showing you. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, so you have you a good role model. And you don't experience, like, a burnout? Like, what do you do to, like, self-care to, like chill out and like have some time to you know take Um, care of yourself i still i mean for me i think i've always been even for school like um i think they were surprised because there was a point where i was in two schools full-time just to be able to get into a bachelor's program um because i had messed up so much when i was younger i didn't know what i wanted to do and i think it's just a motive physic like i'm so motivated to get where i want to go that like to me, that stuff I don't care. Like, um, I you do get a burnout sometimes, but that's when I I'll go and do like cryo or like go get a massage. You know, you still find a way to have me time. Um, and sometimes the gym is my me time. <laughs> you know, you yeah, get to touch totally. other people. So like, if I'm mad, I'm like, okay, that's the best time to be in the gym if you're mad because you sort of don't want anger um, and emotions. Some people there are a few people that do okay with emotions when they're um, fighting but majority of the time the emotions play a huge part but for me I'm like okay this is my outlet (laughs) Um, it's my one thing that I I truly love doing what I'm doing so to me that's that's my me time that's that's um it's interesting that you say that like the the challenges of everything like do your kids ever get like concerned about you (laughs) (laughs) they're older they know me I'm my youngest is the only one that sort of can't watch it my other two because my oldest is almost 20 she'll be 20 in December and my son is 15 he's almost he'll be 16 in May my youngest is 13 almost 14 so my youngest is the only one that's sort of like uh, like she'll watch it but especially that first one I was told she's because she wasn't there she was watching it from home they told me she like walked into the room because she couldn't see it but the other two are like yeah like this is cool like (laughs) Um, so they don't get concerned and they, they see me the before and after, and they see how fast you bounce back and they yeah. see everything. So I think they know like, Hey, mom's strong enough. She's got this. I, I think it's pretty cool. It's like, it's like your mom's like a living superhero almost. right? <laughs> <laughs> I, like when I was younger, like, I think cause our headspace, 
as a fighter, um, even in jujitsu, we'll talk about this, the way we talk and the way we think is 100% different than most other people. So I think like, you're like, oh, that choke was awesome. Like, how'd you get that? Or, oh, hey, you punched you. Like, how did you achieve that? Like, most people won't ask those questions. <laughs> if you're talking about it, like, outside, people are like, you're talking about killing each other? Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know? So for us, I think our mentality is so um, unaffected by it that we don't think of it that way. But definitely when I was younger, you sort of watch stuff and you're like, what is this? Yeah. And so I could totally see it, but then when you get into it, you understand and you get it and you see the technicality and all the things that go into it. Oh, for sure. Cause I mean, like we've always known that, you know, fighting is a science almost, right? So it's like the science behind it is so fascinating on how yeah. we how we connect these punches and what it leads and whatever, right? So yeah, I think you're totally right yeah. in what you're saying. It's oh man. Now, have you have you ever rewatched your fights and just kind of said, man, I, I could have done this differently? Or were you always satisfied with your fights? Oh, never satisfied. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> self-aware, though. So I'm pretty self-aware, and I know what certain things that I do, but I do rewatch fights because there's things you'll, you'll pick up on that you didn't realize you were doing. So you want, I always try to focus on those. And as you continue going, it's like um, the more intricate details that you'll notice, um, like, you pull your hand just a little bit down too much. It's sort of like the same thing, um, similar to what we were just talking about with the punching. Like one pun pun person will not punch the same way as another. And there's so many factors that go into it. So you, you look at a little bit of everything. And I think um, with each fight, I've, when I'm focusing on something in particular to fix, I sort of focus on that aspect from my last fight. Like, what did I do well and what did I need to improve? And that's what I'm going to try to improve this next one. So I think it's really important um, to watch your, your previous fights and to see how you progress too. It's like one of those things that you can see where you started from when you first fought to even in MMA to where I was at my last fight. Um, Cause even if you don't win, there's things that in that fight you personally won with. Right. What's uh? What do you do? Like, do you have a routine or a ritual before a fight, or is there like a certain kind a of ritual. music you listen to, or like, you know, like what? How do you hype yourself up? Oh, I do. I tried so hard, but I learned early. There's so many people around, and I think I just get like people want to talk to you, and I almost want to just ignore everybody. But my personality, I can't. Um, but honestly, I have my music on. I'm listening to music every once in a while. Coaches will talk to me, but when I really get into it, like I'll, I'll completely be like, like, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> um, and just sit there and you're just sort of playing out like, okay, I'm going to go in there. You're thinking of the fight. And um, even though, you know, nothing's going to go exactly as planned, you sort of think about what you want to do, what you want to work on um, sort of thing. You already picture yourself and it's not that you get angry, but there you sort of are already getting that intense emotion ready to get in there and gearing yourself up um, uh, for that fight. That's sort of more what I, I do. And then be right before, because um, that's usually like the last few minutes, because right before that you're doing warm-ups. You're, um, you know, for this, it's just punching like little noodles or something so that your body is ready to go in there because you can't go in cold. 
And while yeah. anybody knows when you start running cold or doing anything cold, your body is going to, the lactic acid, everything's just going to like mm -hmm. tear you down. So you have to be warmed up too. Um, so I do the same thing sort of with my brain. I warm it up and get it ready to go out there and fight. What's uh? What's this music? Name name some music. Is it? Yes. Is it I listen to everything. <laughs> I grew up listening to country, so I'll listen to country mixed with pop. You know, I like listening to all. Um, I have a big Tupac fan. I've always loved Tupac, so I'll have that. My song that I've always wanted to walk out with, but I can't because um, you have to have clean music when you're walking out. Um. And the clean version is horrible. Um, but I love Ambitions as a writer from Tupac. Oh, so yeah. What am I going to <laughs> But the radio edit is so stupid. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is one of the best beats ever, yes. by the way. Yes, yeah. If I could but walk out to the original, I definitely would. <laughs> It's weird that you can't do that when you're going to fight, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like punching and blood and all that stuff is fine, but a cuss word? No, we yeah. can't. No. can't God forbid can't you say the F word. <laughs> uh, what's the what normal when you normally walk out? What's the song you usually listen, usually have as your walkout song, or is it always different? I honestly that's like i hate choosing walkout songs because to me i'm not listening to a walkout song it's sure like more every, I, some people do though it pumps them up and for me i'm just like i don't care about this walkout song i care about getting in there and already starting that's me i just want to get out there and go so like that whole walk out to the stage the whole them calling your name i'm like i don't want this shit like but you have to you have to sit there and yeah. listen to it um so like i've done a little bit of everything and i try i just usually like my first one for bare knuckles was um uh, Cal uh california love um my oh, last yeah. one right. was a new level i forget what it was but it, i'm sometimes i just ask my my daughter like hey what's the song right now <laughs> so i'll choose that one as long as it's to me as long as it sounds okay um but for my gladiator fights we didn't choose our songs they they just play music so i didn't have to deal with it and i love that <laughs> straight straight to the point yeah I'm a, I'm a, maybe a little more because I, I like red hot chili peppers i mean guns and roses i've listened to growing up so i, yes. I like older music but you also want to play to your crowd that you know these ones are a little bit older even though they wear our guns and roses shirts i don't think they've ever yes. heard it <laughs> <laughs> how true is that man that is so true like yeah. people will be wearing those shirts and you ask them oh what's your favorite song and they're like uh uh, <laughs> or have you seen the videos of like the comedians like giving them a name of like a song from like uh the shirt they're wearing i was never a big acdc fan I i'm sure i've heard the music but i you'll see yeah. them say a song name and and they'll be like huh and <laughs> wearing this shirt <laughs> man that's that's pretty true though i mean it's it's, it's funny because like you see that all the time like i'll see people uh, with uh with kiss t-shirts and i love kiss yes and i'll be like oh man Hey, uh, do you like Love Gun? And they're like, yes. well, what's, what's Love Gun? Yes. <laughs> yep. I want to ask, what's your favorite Chili Pepper song? Um, I love Danny California. But I love, yeah. I also like, um, I, I'm horrible with the names, but the, the one they were known for where they were singing about LA, there's two of them, but I, I love those songs. Yeah. Um, um, um. God, I'm blanking on the name now too. Now, I have it on my notes because I had like all the names because I listened to it. It's in my song, but I've never been one that's been good at remembering names names of the actual song. But I think it was the, the one about them talking about yeah, under the bridge. So I was gonna say I think it's the one about them talking about shooting up heroin or something under the bridge. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, casual, <laughs> casual LA activities. You know, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, on the subject of media and stuff like that, would you ever, I mean, I'm sure I know the answer, but would you ever want the opportunity to like be in a, a bare knuckle fighting championship video game if they I ever did that? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. I want anything that will keep me going. <laughs> you know what I think could be a good intro song for you, should you ever choose one? And and I, this is more of me, you know, stalking you on the internet before our interview <laughs> to gather information. Would be the star, the uh, the dark side theme from Star Wars. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I, I, I don't know. I read more somewhere. More doing theme songs. Yeah. I, I read more. I read somewhere you were you were a Star Wars fan. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did. I still am. I love Star Wars. Yep. He he clearly uh he clearly did his research. <laughs> my uh, my uncle. So me and my one of my cousins that are like best friends. We're a month apart. Um, it, it's on my mom's side. So my dad's Mexican. My mom's um German English. Um, my uncle made me uh me dress up as Leia, and then my cousin was Luke, and we had to reenact because he had just gotten a video ca camera. He had us reenact the scene, and we did we back then were like we didn't care. We love we love doing that stuff, and we love watching Star Wars. So to us, it was cool. But now I'm like, why did they do that? <laughs> 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 it wasn't for I TV did... or anything. It was just for fun. <laughs> Isn't that funny that we used to make videos like that before social media? Like we would oh, just yeah. make videos and we're like, what did we make those for? It's gonna, you know, it's gonna come to the surface and then, you know, it's gonna leak on uh, YouTube and then all of your fans are gonna find it. And, but exactly. they won't recognize me because I have my brown hair. <laughs> my oh, hair. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, my, really. my MMA days were natural hair, but I've always been, I like blonde. <laughs> gotcha. Go uh, yes. So now on the subject of fighting, you have a big fight coming up this this Saturday uh, in Wich Wichita, right? Yes, Wichita. Yes. Uh, now, I've never been to Wichita. So really quickly, in which I've never been to Wichita. And please correct me, somebody here. Is Wichita pretty like big? Like, is it is it like a big city? For Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't get anywhere bigger than like California cities or like for like New York, New York, or like being sure, in Miami. Sure. Like those are big cities. So which I don't even know what the population is out there, but I know it's bigger. I I've <laughs> okay. in Wisconsin for a little bit, so I'm assuming most of their um cities are like where I grew up in Wisconsin, where uh we weren't in a bigger city, but our city was like 5,000 people, 10,000 people. Wow. Very small. Um, that was only for like a year and a half that I lived out there. I couldn't do it. Um, but I know Kansas has like the really spread out cities. So I'm pretty sure it's similar to that. And where, where are you fighting in Wichita? Um, well, there, I forget the name. I want to say it's called Sherman something stadium, but um, I know the actual city is Park City. But we're staying in Wichita, which is like 20, 30 minutes away. Gotcha. Okay. Park City Little loophole. Small. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Well, okay. I didn't know until I looked it up. I looked up the studio, the stadium. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Not that far. And your fight is with who? Um, Jessica Link. I'm yes. Jessica Link. Uh, now, have you? Uh, I don't think you fought her yet no. at all, right? No. All right. No. Okay. And this is your first fight in how long? Um. Oh, I've been. It's four months. Uh, it was months, about the yeah. same yeah it was like 
four months from my first one, yeah. four months again from, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's pretty exciting. What are the, what's, what's the, what's the plan you think? Like, if you want to talk about it, at least like, what's kind of, <laughs> where were you, well, what's the well, work? They, you know, just going out there and like always, I just want to, I like going out there and just throwing and it. It's sort of more like you see what comes from it. So I just know whatever happens, it's going to definitely be like, I'm, always in there to fight and that's what you're going to see um she's the only difference is it's somebody that's southpaw um yeah. from me being orthodox but funny thing is um although there's not a lot of uh, lefties i've trained with so many people that are southpaw because i know a lot of a lot of people that we've trained with come from wrestling and and wrestling they stand in that opposite stance um yeah. for for the for shooting for their t- shooting for the takedowns so I'm used to southpaws. I've trained with a lot of southpaws. So definitely that's, that's going to be different um, in, I guess, visually for everybody watching. But for me, I've trained for this forever. You know, um, being, a, being a woman, do you deal constantly? I'm sure, I'm sure you do. But on some level, it, I imagine it gets to a point where you're like, enough already about guys commenting on your looks and how... I listened to one interview you did with someone and, and it was like, oh, you should be a model. You should be a model. Why are you going to f- ruin your face? Like at some point, does that get overly exhausting to keep? I, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you now, but I'm asking yeah. you on the, on, on the other side of like, because yeah. guys don't get asked that all the time, right? Like yeah. if a guy's a good looking guy, hey, why are you a fighter? Why don't you be a model? Mm-hmm. You know, but they ask to a woman, clearly your, your, your value is in your looks if you're a woman. So why would you ever damage that is that i so i see it all the time so you'll even see it on your comments like i don't think i'm getting it as much now i mean they'll still comment on your looks but i don't think i'm getting it as much now because i think it's to the point where people already see like hey that's how she is but yes when i first started fighting mma when i first started doing things that's like the biggest comment you get and I don't know how many times I wanted to roll my eyes like I'm like I just because I'm a woman and just because you know I look I didn't choose to look the way I am I did not choose to be you know to be born a woman that's just what I was given so for me I don't you know sit there and look in in the mirror and uh, like what I do I mean it to an extent you do sort of get somewhere sometimes because the way you look but you more get there because of the way you fight like I wouldn't have been brought back if I didn't fight the way I fight so I think I've been getting a little more respect in that sense so when I first started it was it was the number one question the number one thing that was said and it was honestly to me I'm like that just tells me that society still has yet to be able to get it that just because you know, somebody is a woman is because they look a certain way doesn't mean they want to model. It doesn't mean that they want to go out there and be, you know, Miss USA and be in like a, a, a pageant. We, you know, I, it, everybody wants to do something different. And I, you know, I grew up, I had my, my oldest when I was 17. And I think I grew up pretty quickly. And it's just one of those things like to model, you have to take a certain amount of risk and to do that stuff. And I'm also five four. Like, where am I going to model? <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm sure if I'm going to model, it's like, 
like just print ads, which doesn't make much money. I I have always would rather use something that I have to utilize my brain, my physical strength. And there's so many other women out there that are starting to show that. And I think um, that's one of the draws to some of the girls. And I think that's one of the draws to watching people in the BKFC because you're getting more girls that, yeah, they may look pretty, but in their head, that's like, yeah, they'll use that, but that's not why they wanted to fight. They came out fighting because they probably have the same mindset that I do. Like, like to me, I'm like, looks are, are a dime a dozen. They go away when you get older. Like, it, yeah, if I can do things to make it so that I can get more audience, because audience is what uh, what people want nowadays to keep you going. Um, I'll do it, but in, in my head, that's like 10% of what I do, 5% of what I do. Like I'm in the gym training. I'm in the gym, like not caring that I'm all sweaty. I, I'm in those fights, not caring that I get bloodied up. Like I just come here to fight. And so for me, I think it's something that will eventually go away, but it is, it is one of the most annoying things to hear, you know, because I think there's so much more to, to us than just that. Yeah, and you could do both. I mean, you could be modeling and you can fight. Like, it's it's not like either or. Like, Ronda Rousey, when she was fighting, (laughs) she wasn't in like crazy battles like I was. But so, but I mean, like I tell most people with BKFC, everything goes away in like two, three weeks. You have nothing. Mm -hmm. Your face just goes right back to normal. You may have a scar here or there, but makeup covers that. (laughs) That's right. Or Photoshop, right? (laughs) Or Photoshop. What's uh? What is uh? If you could have, if you could pick the next fighter from the BKFC, who would you pick? To fight or to to fight with, to fight against. There's, Sorry, there's not a lot of girls. So um, you know, honestly, I'd love to fight whoever they put against me. Um, and there's a lot of new girls coming in, but I mean, I would, I still want to fight Taylor Starling again. I mm, always, yeah. I'm never happy with anybody that I've uh, lost to. So uh, both those girls, Pearl and Taylor, I'd love to fight them again. I think I've learned tremendously and I know exactly now where I need to be at and what I need to do to win those fights. Um, but man, I, you know, even Paige Van Zandt, even though she's on a downward mm. spot, I think she's still a tough girl. Like, I think yeah. she's sort of like me, like she's, Britain, you know, Britain has shown, even though she had those two losses, she's shown that even though she's not the most technical, she's shown that she's a stronger opponent than most people thought. And so I think she's had two tough fights. I've had two tough fights. I think it just shows that even, you know, it it wasn't an easy, it wasn't like she was going against somebody that was an easy win. Uh, So any of those girls, anybody in the 125 division, but I'm hoping they bring 115 girls in because I'm always going to be the smaller fighter. Right, right. Uh, would you ever fight uh, Jenny if you could? Um, I would, but we, yeah. you know, we're same management, so I don't know if that would ever happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> unless it was, unless it was, because um, then you know, it's like with anybody else, it's yeah. just, you know, they try to. They I think that would be pretty fun. It. But that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun, and then it's like you know, I, I, I assume that you guys, uh, you know, like each other, so it's like you know, I imagine that that would be a fun fight, right? Fighting your friend. <laughs> I, I don't. Know anybody that that's in the BKC? Like I've met Jenny before. I've met Christine yeah. Ferreira before. Christine Ferreira oh, was yeah. in my like yelling at me, being combos to throw when I was in there fighting uh, Taylor, like in my oh, corner wow. towards the end. 
So like I've met them, but I don't know them. So to me, gotcha. nobody in there is a friend. <laughs> gotcha. You know, right. Like, no, totally. Unless I trained with them, unless they were a training partner, which I think um, is why Taylor keeps avoiding fighting Britain because um, they've trained together before. Um, they're not a friend. <laughs> they're an acquaintance. So it'd be easy to fight them. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That, that, well, one day if that ever happens, I will actually go to that fight in yeah. person. <laughs> and we're, me and, we're more me and on the same like height scale. She's still shorter than me, but we're more like yeah. same weight, same height, yeah, same build. That would be awesome. I would love to see that fight for sure. I'm yeah. going to see what I can do to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do after a fight? Like say you have a fight, you win, you're all hyped up, you're pumped. Like, what do you do with that adrenaline, that energy? Are you just so exhausted? All you want to do is just chill and relax and get in an ice bath or something. I, I think I'm naturally like higher central nervous. I like am always like super pumped and super motivated. So for me, um, so I've always been more the type that has been on that sort of high. Um, so for me, it, I do want a little bit of time to myself where I sit there and actually like, um process what just happened because sometimes you're like especially when I first started MMA you're like oh shit. like I just did that like oh my god what did I just do like so you're still like sort of relishing it but it's fun to be around other people and to enjoy it at the same time so going out and I I enjoy talking to fans I enjoy meeting people I you know they're they're all supporters and if we didn't have them we wouldn't be able to get where where we are and to continue growing because you know, that's a big aspect of the fight. Yeah. People don't realize that when you have fans that actually will push you to get into bigger or organizations or push you into bigger things or even like being paid more. So I enjoy like, like going out there and, it, you know, if I have an egg going out to an after party and meeting people or going out into the stands, if my fight's early enough, the last one with pro, like it started in, in Miami, Florida time. It was like two o'clock in the morning, I think, when we fought. So out here, it was like my normal time of probably like around end of my training. So in my head, I'm still California time. Um, so it wasn't that bad. But for out there, you went and there was like almost nobody left in the stands afterwards because we were feature fight right before the main and co-main. And it was half empty by the time we got out there. So I didn't get to meet too wow. many people and it sort of sucked. Um, but I enjoy um, being around people really good afterwards. <laughs> oh i'm sure i'm sure the meal after the fight is probably like incredible <laughs> oh yes <laughs> so you have that big fight coming up and you can only watch it on bare knuckle fight tv correct yeah bk tv app yes yeah and uh it's a you great it? deal of anybody yeah a great deal of, yeah i have it for sure if a great deal if, if you haven't had anybody signed up for it on their show please go sign up for it, it it's literally five dollars a month you can watch some of the best fights you're ever going to see and you can watch um watch watch our guest fight to the, uh the, this this saturday at uh, what time um yeah, you know i don't even know <laughs> no worries no worries so it, out here in california it comes on super early but it's usually at, um it usually starts at like five or six wherever they're at gotcha. i don't know okay i don't know what time zone kansas is <laughs> i don't either mike do you know i think they're central but okay. you know the yeah. it. you know it's kind of like uh when the when a guy from a band just shows up on stage and he's looks yeah. at, on the back of his guitar to see what cities he's in. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, what's his, uh, how are you guys doing? Are the little teleprompter? Yeah, you're like, just put me in the ring when I'm supposed to be there and then I'll do my thing. Right? Yeah. I don't have to say welcome to 
Kansas. Well, that's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Uh, Mike, anything else? Well, um, you know, you mentioned eating after. I just, I'm always curious about this. Um, do you have a specific regimen of before and after eating? Like when you when you work out, is there like a small meal and then a protein and then a big meal afterwards? With like, how how do you get the most out of your workout with with the diet? Um, for like regular or right before the fight? I mean, it's different. Yeah, yeah, I guess regular. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've always been a little bit healthier. Um, eating wise I've just been more into it just just me personally I just enjoy eating like things like chicken and rice and stuff like that I tend to eat leaner meats um mm -hmm. but I will indulge in like fries every once in a while when I'm not getting ready for something if I'm training you just take away like since this is a bigger weight division I don't have to cut carbs as much and I love that so I can actually eat uh more rice I can actually eat bread I can um just when you're in like training mode um for something it's more thinking of like the whole wheat stuff the like super healthy stuff that's going to give your body the most because how you're fueling your body is how you're fueling yourself for the fight and how you're preparing but when i was doing like lighter weights it was a little bit harder because you did have to cut um carbs and your carbs are your main energy source for that training um so that was marking getting ready for those lighter weights because I did a atom weight which is 105 and I did and I've done mainly straw weight fights um so that was a little bit harder this one's easy because I don't have to cut the carbs it's just cutting the fried food and the processed shit sure fried food's the hardest I say yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. if you love fried chicken because I love fried chicken that's so hard and, to give up and the sugar I love okay so I, I still eat fruit but I love cakes <laughs> it's like I love candy I love cakes I've always I love had cake too, man. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, I sure do. <laughs> I know what you mean, man. I know what you mean. Uh, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. But before we go, um, where can our audience find you? So, yeah, you can um, go to Instagram. Um, I'm uh, under Sharisa underscore sweetheart. So C-H-A-R-I-S-A -S is how you spell my name. And then um, sweetheart. Same thing with TikTok. If you go there, there in my bio, there is the link to also download the BKFC TV app, um, the BK TV app. It also tells you where to watch it. Um, you can also go to um, Facebook. I have a page, Teresa Sigala MMA, um, and then Instagram is at BKFC Sweetheart. Awesome. And me and Mike will be rooting you on this weekend. Thank this you. Week. Yes, we are going to show so much love and we're so excited for you. Wish you nothing but the best. And I hope that we'll have you on the show again, and uh, maybe we next time we can talk uh, talk about the victorious win you're going to have. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay. You too.